Amen. So the, the scriptures this morning really key in on, on joy and our intention to rejoice. And then even in um, the first scripture this morning, talking about God among us, God yes, in, in our, our midst. midst. And basically, this is what we're preparing our hearts for in Advent is the coming of the Lord Jesus or the coming of God's kingdom on earth or his presence uh, among us. And that's incarnation means incarnate, enfleshment. Um, again, you know, Christ, Christ came and the person he came as is Jesus, uh, the human being. Uh, Christ Jesus is fully human at the same time, fully God. Mm -hmm. Amen. Amen. So let's do our responsorial psalm for this morning. You ready for that? Mm -hmm. Okay. Our responsorial psalm is Isaiah 12, 2 through 6. Um, our together response will be, Cry out with joy and gladness, for among you is the great and holy one of Israel. That's a long response. Mm -hmm. Okay, we'll, we'll all do it together. Say it again. So we'll start, so we'll start it together. Cry, Cry out with joy and gladness, and gladness for among you is the great and, and holy one of, of Israel. Israel. God indeed is my savior. I am confident and unafraid. My strength and my courage is the Lord, and he has been my savior. With joy, you will draw water at the fountain of salvation. Together, cry, cry out, out with joy, joy and gladness, gladness, for among you is the great, great and holy one of Israel. Israel. Give thanks to the Lord, acclaim his name among the nations, and make known his deeds. Proclaim how exalted is his name. Together, cry, cry out with joy and gladness, for among you is the great and holy one of Israel. Sing praise to the Lord for his glorious achievement. Let this be known throughout all the earth. Shout with ex exultation, O city of Zion, for great in your midst is the Holy One of Israel. Together, cry, cry out, out with, with joy, joy and, and gladness, gladness for, for among you is the great, great and holy, holy One of, of Israel. Israel. Thanks be to God. Amen. Amen. Cry out with joy for among you, among you. Yes. We're celebrating the presence of God among us. We're mm -hmm. celebrating our salvation. Yes. And we're celebrating the presence of God in, in and among our midst, in everything, mm -hmm. among everything, even in and among one another. Yes, especially in and among one another. You know, if we can, if we can practice um seeing each other um as beloved creations of god um, no matter where you know if it's in the checkout at target mm -hmm. or um you know running into the gas station or you know that that annoying person that's walking too slow in front of you in the store or the person that cuts you off on the highway if we can retrain ourselves to think that you know that is another being that is created mm -hmm. in the image and likeness of God. Amen. Your your article from Reverend mm -hmm. Sue. Um, I'll read your section that you highlighted here because this is good. Joy is that deep artisan source of life from which we draw our energy to rejoice in God 
in all circumstances to sing and dance in hope and to enjoy the goodness of God's creation in each other and our surroundings. Yeah. Joy is artisan and artesian. Artesian in the sense that it is below the surface of things. It is deep within the nature of God and God's creation. And joy, like water, gives life. Yeah, I had to read that a couple times, too, because I kept trying to say artisan, but Mm -hmm. it's artesian, Artesian. like an artesian well spring Mm -hmm. of that uh, amazing, fresh um, water that just um, brings life. You know, we're told that um, the Spirit is like a spring of living water that bubbles up in us and overflows. Mm -hmm. And then that makes me think of joy again, Mm -hmm. rejoicing. And you might want to give them those scriptures there if you can look up on um, throughout the week on rejoicing. Yeah, it's in Zephaniah 3. So that was our first reading. 14 through 20, then Isaiah 12, uh, 2 through 6, and then Philippians 4. Four through seven, which I'm going to read, and Luke three seven through eighteen. So reading number two, and if you hear some noises, it's our cat. We got a garage cat that has learned how to kind of knock on the door and scream at us, and then and Fred's eating the Christmas ornaments because he knows we can't stop him. Yep. <laughs> Anyhow, They're rejoice. Smart. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Okay. So our third reading is Philippians four four through seven. Brothers and sisters, rejoice in the Lord always. I shall say it again, rejoice. Your kindness should be known to all. The Lord is near. Have no anxiety at all, but in everything, by prayer and petition, with thanksgiving, make your requests known to God. Then the peace of God that surpasses all understanding will guard your hearts and minds in Christ Jesus. Mm, Thanks be to God for that. So we're talking about the word uh, joy, rejoice, Mm -hmm. um, enjoy. And um, a little note, I I found this this week in uh, preparing for Godetta Sunday. Um, Julian of Norwich, we've talked about her before. I just love her. Julian of Norwich was the first woman to write a book in English. She invented the word enjoy. She insists that the fullness of joy is our birthright. And it goes along with intense yearning, unshakable trust. For Julian, we are born into a birthright of never-ending joy. This is what she writes. We will not take possession of our birthright of never-ending joy until we find ourselves fully gratified with God and all His actions and judgments, loving and non-violent toward ourselves and toward all other fellow seekers and able to love everything God loves. These are guideposts to tapping into that birthright, including responding with gratitude. Gratitude kind of goes along with joy. Uh, to all that life offers us, the well and the woe, she writes. Mm. Therefore, learning to love oneself and be nonviolent toward ourselves and others and loving all creation as God loves all creation. Julian teaches that Jesus is true, lasting joy who possesses a loving face that invites each of us to reconnect our outer and inner faces so that joy shines forth from us. Healthy self-love is what we project onto others and into our relationships with others. And notice that the others are all of creation. That is everything God loves. 
These are the means to recognizing joy and staying in it no matter what circumstances are at work around us. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But I love that. She says that, first of all, we've got to have a healthy self-love. We, too, are created in the right. image and likeness of God and are wholly beloved. So we uh, um, project that oh, out of our inner being. You know, how many people get in relationships because they think this other person is going to complete them, this other person is going to give them value, mm-hmm. meaning, um, love, and that doesn't work, and I'm sure we've all tried it and realized it. Does, it that's not how it works. We've we have to um, uh, cultivate that um, with the Spirit guiding us in mm-hmm. prayer. Um, each one of us for ourselves, and then we can be in healthy uh, partnerships and healthy marriages, healthy in our parenting, yeah. healthier in our friendships. Well. Healthy self-love really helps. That's why I keyed in on God among us because we have to take off the religious connotation of that and realize that as we practice that presence and become aware of God among us and then we apply that to a healthy self-love because we start to understand what God is saying about how ultimately and unconditionally he loves us you know you've heard the saying that hurting people hurt people and typically when someone is out there being mean and hurtful uh, it's because they're hurting too and they they haven't really come to that revelation of total love and acceptance by god and therefore they don't love and accept themselves and even highly religious people suffer from this they're the worst because i've heard people that have been in ministry for years and years in their honest self admit they don't know if they quite add up or they or they've quite achieved enough and you know does god really love me because they're basing it all on performance and what they do and they can't do and they really just haven't settled into the fact that god loves them and you'd mentioned relationships and it's that healthy self-love that allows you to then peaceably set boundaries with Mm -hmm. other people yeah Because you love yourself enough to do that. Yeah, so you understand that God loves you and accepts you, and then you then, in turn, can, out of love, say, I don't want to be treated like that, or here's my healthy boundary, or we're no longer going to do this, Mm -hmm. and you can do it out of love, but what happens is is we vent up and and explode. And then we explode, and unfortunately, I fall victim to that too, is that you let things build up, and you don't really even know why, but then you just puke on people and explode on them. Uh, We've got a cat on the table, so. It's our Advent cat. (laughs) Amen. So, our next reading is just our Alleluia for this morning. It's at Isaiah 61.1, and it says, um, The Spirit of the Lord is upon me because he has anointed me to bring glad tidings to the poor. Mm -hmm. And then that leads into our gospel message for today, Mm -hmm. which is Luke 3.10-18. The crowds asked John the Baptist, What should we do? He said to them in reply, Whoever has two cloaks should share with the person who has none, and whoever has food should do likewise. Even tax collectors came to be baptized, and they said to him, Teacher, what should we do? He answered them, Stop collecting more than what is prescribed. Soldiers also asked him, And what is it that we should do? 
He told them, do not practice extortion, do not falsely accuse anyone, and be satisfied with your wages. Now the people were filled with expectation, and all were asking in their hearts whether John might be the Christ. John answered them all, saying, I am baptizing you with water, but one mightier than I is coming. I am not worthy to loosen the thongs of his sandals. He will baptize you with the Holy Spirit and fire. His winnowing fan is in his hand to clear his threshing floor and to gather the wheat into his barn, but the chaff he will burn with unquenchable fire. Exhorting them in many other ways, he preached good news to the people. Mm, thanks be to God. Amen. Yeah. And Jesus came to baptize us with the Holy Spirit and fire. Yeah. And that fire is representing of cleansing and purification. And, and you notice in other places in our scriptures that John the Baptist made it very clear that his message was about repentance and Jesus came in grace and truth and that cleansing and purification that Jesus came to bring to mankind. But I like this scripture because mm -hmm. then it can, it goes on to say, but you can't have one without the other. Right. Because if you come and are, are truly repentant and uh, you want to be a follower of Jesus mm -hmm. and you want to receive that cleansing and purification, well then out of that's going to flow uh, some things that are practical like you're going to help a brother out if yeah. you have two cloaks well give one away you don't need two cloaks we've talked about this before we could have a whole movement in america of giving things away yeah and it and there actually is it's called um like we they have um um in our town, and I'm sure it's nationwide, it's called Buy Nothing, and like ours is Buy Nothing, Bonner Springs, Bonner, Edwardsville. Yeah. And it's a whole movement, and people just post things that they want to give away. Yeah, because we all have way too much stuff, way and it's just a product of our consumer capitalistic yeah. drive. But you know, the bless, things will make us happy. We'll be complete. How many? Just buy how many times do we see couples getting divorced after twenty years, and then their driveway is just full of crap, yeah. and people are just coming and taking it away? But. Yeah. I guess my point is, is like even with businesses, mm -hmm. uh, don't charge more than you have to. How right. simple is that? And you may say, well, that all sounds like works, but yet that's basically indicative of a repentant heart and someone that's and really loving your neighbor. and loving your neighbor. Yeah. And what you're going to find in this is that these are activities that bring joy. I mean, they bring peace. How, how good does it feel to? put something out on the curb and give somebody a piece of furniture that is sat in your basement that for, you don't want anymore but to them it's a huge blessing yeah and so we're not talking about giving a thousand dollars to the red cross or any in anything like that we're talking about just sharing with people yeah. that have a need out of your abundance and you might think well i don't have an abundance well yes you do i promise you if you, you live in america you do <laughs> you go through your house and you've got an abundance yeah well, and, I, I don't know if you've noticed it where you live but i've been noticing that every you know a lot of the buildings that are getting torn down what are they replacing it with new storage buildings yeah. storage facilities three levels deep Ooh. to hold our stuff and uh you know i'm i'm right there you know with it you know i see that pair of shoes and that's and, a spiritual oh, that sh those pa pair of shoes make me so happy it's like oh well and holding on and clutching to things like what a storage facility represents 
that brings anxiety yeah. and that brings that brings anxiousness and, and fear of loss and you want to hold on to what you have. And what the Bible is teaching is just the opposite, Release. is that there's joy in releasing that. There's joy in sharing that. Yeah. And there's joy in being thankful for what you have. And that's yes. really a key to getting more of what you need is by being thankful for what you have. And so um, what else did it mention? It mentioned being content with your wages. Well, we've got, we've got, oh yeah, that, yes. That That's an entirely different yeah. teaching, but it's not saying, don't, it's not saying to just settle for less all the time. What it's saying is, is find contentment in where you're at. Find contentment and appreciation for what you have, because in that is the key to then gaining more. And I think mm -hmm. as you experience that self-love and that peace and contentment with where you are and God's relationship with you right now, uh, then you're free to move ahead with joy and peace and then allow greater things to mm -hmm. come to you. But the key in that is contentment, not not just settling and right. always living below your means or living settling for less than what you what you could have and so uh, not extorting people yeah. or charging too much i mean w i think we're discovering in america that they've they've realized that you can f pretend to have a shortage of yeah. toilet paper Ugh. and block up the supply chain and drive up the price and yeah. I, I think that's wrong it is wrong. Uh, i've seen it in the lumber industry i've seen it in the housing industry well just, just think about insulin uh, in america the prices of insulin now um we're getting action uh, thankfully, from um, the current um, government mm -hmm. um, to put a cap on what they can charge for insulin because people were rationing or going without. People were dying because mm -hmm. they couldn't get insulin, which actually just costs a couple dollars to make, if that, but they were charging hundreds of dollars for it. So mm -hmm. thankfully, that's going to stop. But yeah, that's evil. That is just evil Yeah, to put people's life in jeopardy to make the profit. Absolutely. Yeah. We'll anyway, let's get back there. to joy. Yeah. Joy, 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 joy. Oh, that was weird. Okay, so Julian of Norwich again. She says, The fullness of joy is to behold God in everything. Inspired by this and based on the readings, this author um, of this article, it was Pastor Sue. She, Reverend uh, Sue. Reverend Sue. She's got uh, three suggestions. She's like, Firstly, um, joy is to be experienced in our anticipation of God's will being enacted on earth as it is in heaven. Mm -hmm. So we can be participants in that, in bringing, um, bringing the, the kingdom, kingdom to, to earth. And it's just what you were you know, talking about. You know, maybe giving away some, some things that you don't need or want to someone that it would be an answer to prayer. Yeah. Um, it's, it's just little things. Um, just, just even how you interact uh, with the waiter or waitress at the restaurant mm -hmm. or sharing the just sharing the reason why you're full of joy yeah. sharing the reason why you're happy okay so secondly uh, she says joy is also to be found by the habit of rejoicing of giving thanks for what is good and beautiful in our lives not out of naive denial of the struggle and suffering in our world but in gratitude for all the beauty that there is and might be mm -hmm. that's big so we're not talking about, um, you know, 
psychological gymnastics of trying to pretend that, you know, the things in your life that aren't so hot aren't there. That's not what we're talking about. We're talking about joy, which is not happiness. You can have that inner, inner joy even when you're going through really, really hard things, hard losses, hard times in your life, you can have that inner joy. And that's nothing that we or any pastor can teach or preach. And, you know, if you go to a church that tries to manufacture that, well, it's fake. It is. And and you're just trying to... And then you have to feel like you got to perform by pretending... Yeah, like you know, put the put the church mask on. So, because what Don's talking about is, it, it can't be manufactured right. or produced. It's not a mental exercise. It doesn't depend on your circumstances. Well, and it's it's a supernatural thing. Yeah. It's something that is going to happen between you and God as you're humble and quiet and spend time. Exactly, and, and that's what she's saying here is that it takes time mm-hmm. and it takes practice, and best time to do it is gotta have your own quiet time that's what i call mine i call it my quiet time yeah um you've got to have your if you want to call it your prayer time that time where it's just you and god yeah and i think that's part of everyone you've heard the term reconstruction and i think a big deconstruction or deconstruction is a big part of that is that you get to a point in life to where you stop defining your joy by your outward circumstances you stop defining your value and worth Mm -hmm. by what you achieve and the money you make or a position that you have or or even good works that you do or the good works or like being on the worship team at church or how many times you volunteer or it it could be a or how many people you've led to the lord oh yeah so all of that we start to realize then that the true joy in life comes from that quiet inward time. It's inward. It, and then, it is not dependent on circumstances. And then our scripture in Philippians where mm-hmm. it said, be anxious for nothing. You know, if you really meditate on that, this is that point where you can then not take care for it. Because yeah. then all of a sudden, well, this isn't it's so important to me. I don't need to make all this money, or I don't need to be on stage at church, or I don't need to have people constantly reaffirming me and telling me how wonderful I am, or I don't need this boyfriend or girlfriend to feel validated or wanted or, or loved and, and needed. Yeah. So this is where it all comes from. Yes, and that's freedom. You know, mm-hmm. Christ came to set us set free. Set us free. And that's a big part of it. Mm-hmm. Uh, she says, thirdly, very simply, we are invited to enjoy life, to take pleasure in good food, good company, possibly even good drink, good, drink. good, work. good work. The simple and everyday tasks of life should be enjoyed. And should the more obvious pleasures of singing, dancing, creativity, loving, playing, celebrating, including worshiping, um, and enjoying what is already in our lives helps us to become people whose habit is rejoicing. And seeking out what we enjoy but do not yet have in our lives can contribute to our sense of purpose and direction in life. I think you were going to talk about that. I wasn't going to talk about it, but it, it just struck a relative note in my life mm-hmm. because I started to learn that as you make room, mm-hmm. as you seek out the things that bring you joy and happiness, um, just for the sake that they bring you joy yeah. and happiness, uh, 
it starts to make you feel more content, more satisfied, more happy about your existence in this world. And most of the time that may not be things that make you money. You know, yeah. we're so we're so conditioned in this country yeah. to do things that make money. Yeah. And you do that for 20 or 30 years and you're like Oh, this is fine. I'm good at making money, but so what? It, not, yeah. It's not bringing me any fulfillment, and I'm not happy. And I was telling Don, um, you know, COVID really shut things down, and I didn't play the saxophone for an entire year. I literally didn't get it out of the case. I think maybe I played my guitar a couple of times for for this. Well, that created such a void. I was just like. I don't care. I'm going to go play at a bar. I don't care. I don't care what anybody says. I'm going to the bar because they invited me to play. And I had the best time. Yeah. I had a lot of fun. Yeah. I was playing music. I was like, wow, Don, they use the same chords in secular music as they do in Christian music. So it's all the same. All I'm the just same. playing a different... But anyway... And how many times did you get to talk to people about God? Well, that's a whole... Yeah, after, after story is that all of a sudden, a year later, I've had more deep, meaningful conversations about God and mm -hmm. Jesus and spiritual things. And uh, I've had opportunity to talk to people about what we're talking about here sitting at a bar you know talking to somebody that's enjoying a drink in their hand and you'd be amazed at how open and free people get about spiritual issues when they've had a couple of beers <laughs> but you know i think about you know the life of of jesus is that's what that's what he did he went to the people um and didn't care what the religious authorities thought about him. Right. It's like you know they, you know they said he said, well, you got after John because he was fasting and didn't do anything, and you you said he had a demon, and then the Son of Man comes, eating and drinking yeah. basically, and then you say you know he's got a demon. So yeah, and my my matter. My example is music, but man, there's a, a myriad of things out there. I talk to so many like young people at the the Riley camp that I. I've done the last couple years and again they're so conditioned by their parents to make money to make money to find a job yeah. and go to college and get two majors and make money and you know and they're just like I hate that I don't want to be an accountant and it's like but I really love you know uh, leading people in a group you know they once they start identifying things in life that make them happy that aren't necessarily task oriented yeah. or money oriented and like I said not necessarily even music or a talent but some people enjoy drawing things some people like organizing people and some people like graphs and charts and you know there's all kinds of things that are totally foreign to me and you yeah. that some people just totally get Make off them alive and so that's what you need to find and make room for and, and then just, just enjoy it, it yeah and it could just be well you've got your job but then on the side you love to garden and that gives yeah. you joy or you know like us we we work out we've got a, a because of covid we've got our own garage yeah. gym now and while it doesn't give us joy while i'm doing it it gives me joy afterwards with how i feel and gets those endorphins and serotonins going. Yeah. Um, so, you know, and it could be just your spending time with your pet um, or um, a creative project if you like, you know, to paint. I know my mom, well, my mom 
loves to, or did, love to paint and garden and, you know, it gives her joy. And so we make room, we make time for those things. And as we do those things, be mindful as you're doing them. And that's a good opportunity to kind mm-hmm. of go inward and you can talk to the Lord while you're doing all oh, that yeah. stuff. And like with playing music, I, I consider it a gift unto God every time. And my playing is an expression of worship, whether I'm playing a secular song or like tonight, we're going to be playing a lot of yeah. really inspirational, deep, meaningful Christian songs. So... Yeah, if you're in the Kansas City area at uh, tonight, I'm gonna try it. It's at six o'clock Central Time. I'm gonna try to do it live on here. Um, but if you're in town, it's at the Shawnee Shawnee Nazarene Church of the Church. Nazarene off of uh, 53rd and Quivira. Yeah, 53rd and Quivira, and yeah. it's gonna be just beautiful music for yeah. this season. Anyway, get, well, and just another tag on to that. Uh, another example from my life is like the past three years I've been working at the lumberyard. It doesn't pay well. It's dirty. It's hot, it's cold. I mean, it's all the things that are miserable. But what I've learned over the three years is I have found things within these tasks that I enjoy to do. And like I said, I'm not making a lot of money doing it, but it, it's rewarding in yeah. certain senses. And it's challenged me in other areas. And so I've learned to like take something that's not very sexy or doesn't make a lot of money, but yet I'm learning to find contentment and certain enjoy in certain yeah. things yeah. you know because there are aspects of it that i enjoy and i try to major mm-hmm. on that and i know a lot of people could probably relate to yeah. that they may feel like they're at a dead-end job and as they are maybe preparing themselves to move on to something greater which god will bring about at some point but yet find the joy in it mm-hmm. find what you're good at find what you do like and be appreciative of those things and cultivate that mm-hmm. and uh so um find joy in yes. everything that you do yes and remember that that joy is that inward experience mm-hmm. that is not dependent on your circumstances and I right. think that's really important. And that's what the scripture says. It yeah. says, uh, rejoice in all circumstances. In all circumstances. Not for, not for them, all circumstances. but in and through them. Because again, you can, if you're really humble and you're honest and objective, and you, instead of looking for a fix it, Jesus, or, oh God, why me? Deliver me from my woes. If you can really take the time to evaluate any situation, you're going, God will show you the good in it. God yes. will show you. And a lot of times it's something you need to learn. Yeah. And that is hard to swallow sometimes. But, you know, even in a blow up, messy situation in a relationship at work or home, uh, if you really take the time to swallow your pride, there is something you need to, to yeah. learn in that. Yeah. And so, um, and that goes even for health, you know, like yep. uh, when you were diagnosed with cancer, it kind of was earth shattering. And she mentioned, Reverend Sue, that, you know, you can take any life situation and one person will see the good in it mm-hmm. and another person will see the misery in it yeah. and complain about it. And I think the choice is ultimately ours. Yes. And God's there if you make the choice with the Holy Spirit 
to bring you grace and power. Yes. But it's your choice, ultimately. Do you want to be the person that finds the good and the happiness and the joy, or do you want to be the person that complains and sees misery and everything? Sometimes we go back and forth, but that's okay. Sure. That's okay. And God meets us where we are. Absolutely. Amen. If we were perfect, then we wouldn't need <laughs> we wouldn't need God among us. Nope. nope. So a final thought that Reverend Sue had says, and so with hope, peace, and joy, we make ourselves ready to receive the good news of the arrival of God among us. Mm. Even so, come Lord Jesus Christ and open our hearts to receive and share joy. Joy, joy, mm. joy. Amen. Ed. I think that would be a good way to repeat. Mm -hmm. Let's repeat that as a benediction because that's what the Advent season is about. I, mean, I thought that, that's what I just did, but okay. Well, let's do it again. Okay. I think, it's, I think it's worth repeating. We haven't checked in to see if anybody's like saying anything. Do we? Is anybody even watching this? <laughs> Are we here all by ourselves? No, hey Fred's you. with us. Fred's with us. All right. Although I think he fell asleep on us. <laughs> he came. Not the first person All to fall right. asleep well, during uh, the sermon. I think that's yes. probably a good place to end it. And I uh, will repeat it. Repeat it one more time because I think it's... For the people in the back. Yeah. And so with hope, peace, and joy, we make ourselves ready to receive the good news of the arrival of God among us. Even so, come Lord Jesus Christ and open our hearts to receive and share joy. Hmm. May the peace of Christ be with you all. And also with you. And we will see you next Sunday. Yeah. Uh, the next couple of Sundays uh, will be the 26th. So that'll be the day after Christmas. So we'll be with you for the next two Sundays. Mm -hmm. uh, we haven't yet decided if we want to do anything for Christmas Eve or Christmas. So stay tuned. Uh, but for sure the next couple of Sundays. Yes. So God I bless got you guys. Two more candles to go. All right. Joy, joy, joy.